0: Today on the Revolution with Jim and Trav, we're breaking up the winter doldrums with some mid-February fishing. So we'll talk fishing tips and techniques, stuff that truly works and stuff that doesn't. And we'll be joined by longtime TV host and co-owner of Bass, Jerry McKinnis; Modern Fishing Zone, Jared Jeffries, which airs on Outdoor Channel; Brian Tucker with High Mountain Seasonings; writer of the Fly Talk blog for Field and Stream, Kurt Dieter, and finally Mrs. Bunny. And it's presented to you by Outdoor. Channel at outdoorchannel.com, and now here's Jim and
1: Trev.
2: This show is already starting off terribly. <laughs> Mrs. Bunny has the flu, uh, and we were just told that by uh Peggy, the big mouth intern. Hey, she what, couldn't make it over. What did I tell you? Don't be so obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are talking about fishing on today's show. Are you even going to speak?
3: You told me to be quiet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Because you were being uber obnoxious.
3: Oh, really, Travis Aaron?
2: You were always (laughs)
3: obnoxious.
2: (laughs) All right, Jim, how's it going, buddy? Uh, Not too bad. Get, I, get, 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 get. I can't believe that that nose strip actually tore so much skin Holy off of your yeah. nose. your you know face. It, you looks you see those
4: you see those things that you could get on TV and you put it on and it makes you breathe better and so forth. They don't tell you that it rips your face off when you go to take you them ripped off. A chunk of skin like the size of a nickel off yeah. your <laughs> <laughs> face. Yeah.
2: looks terrible. I know it. All right, so we are talking about fishing on today's show. I'm kind of excited though. We're going to be joined right after the break by the co-owner of Bass and a longtime host of uh, the and Hole, Jerry McInnes. Jerry McInnes coming up after the break. Also, former NBA star and modern fishing host uh, Jared Jeffries. How about Brian Tucker from High Mountain Seasonings and also uh, the Fly Talk blogger for Field and Stream, Kurt Jeter. Uh, it's going to be pretty cool. Hey, that's a pretty good lineup this right. week. Can
3: I talk yet?
2: What do you want to talk about?
3: Well, I could have helped with the intro.
2: <laughs> what intro?
3: <laughs> what you just talked about. The Segway. What is that called?
2: We haven't even played it yet. Are, do you want to play a game? Sure. All right. Are you going to be nice to me?
0: Nitwit Peggy, the Big Mouth Intern versus Jim. Who will win? That intro
2: sums you up, Peggy. <laughs> hey. All right, so are you guys ready? Here we go. First question. This is a little, uh, it's going to be a time, not a timed event. I don't is know what I'm saying. a multiple choice? Stop it. We got to get into it. All right. In 1998, which bass angler became the first professional angler to be featured on a box of Wheaties? Denny Brower.
1: <gasps>
4: Very good. I knew really? that. Yeah.
3: Seriously, I knew that.
4: Right. I You knew Denny Brewer.
3: Denny no, you
1: said his name wrong. Brower. Brower.
3: <laughs> brower, you read the answer.
0: I did not. He didn't
2: He can't even read. This. He doesn't have his glasses on. I, I knew brower. that. All right. Let's go on. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, Peggy. I'm sure you you studied real hard.
3: I did. All right. <laughs> I know about commercials.
2: Second, second question. Who is the only bass angler, professional bass angler, to win the coveted um, Bassmaster Angler of the Year Award, plus the Bassmaster Crown? Why are you excited?
3: You're not looking at me. I have my hands raised.
2: All right. Who is it?
3: <sighs> no, wait. It's really easy. It's a common name. I know this one. <laughs> it's a common name. <laughs> uh, it is. I'm, well, sorry. It's an important it, No, wave. no, no, no. His name is Mark. Mark. Oh, isn't it? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> just... <laughs>
2: Oh my
5: god.
2: I read that. It's taking too long. Alright, who is
1: Mark Jim? Davis.
4: It is Mark Davis.
3: <laughs>
4: I didn't even
2: know
3: that. It was wow. <sighs> Sorry, not that you're Did you actually It's amazing the
4: crap you can see on HD TV. <laughs> <laughs> Did you actually read that? <laughs> alright. No. Anyways, alright,
2: third question. It, it's tied. One for one. Alright, final question. This is so easy. Let, let's just see if she can get it, Jimmy, okay? Alright. Who founded Bass? Ray no. Scott. No that, I said let her answer for I'm sorry. You don't even listen.
6: And that wasn't Who fair. Who Founded Bass, Peggy? Scott. <laughs> Alright,
2: anyways. Alright, Peggy, we gotta get to more pressing things. So uh thank you. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you. Thank you. Alright, goodbye. Alright, so Peggy, I, I shut your mic off. You can leave the premises. All right. So there's a new company, Jimbo. Minute, Just I'll go, say. please. We're talking here. There's a new company that, you know, I want to talk about it's something part of Obama's plan. How long did you fish on the professional circuit for five years? Can you imagine that though? I mean, think about this. Okay. To actually reach that pinnacle moment, like Kevin Van Dam, Mike Iconelli, Skeet Reese, Boyd Duckett. Okay. Household names. Right. They're making millions upon millions of dollars in endorsements, uh-huh. plus uh, their career earnings. I mean, you look at Kevin Van Damme, okay? This guy's probably worth—I mean, he's making a ton of money. His face is on everything, and he's but built— not a box of Wheaties, you Not a box of Wheaties. <laughs> no, you got a point there. Uh, Denny Brower is. Yes. Um, that was a good question. He's built an empire off of fishing. Uh-huh. I mean, think about that. You, you, walk, you go into Cabela's, you walk down the fishing aisle, you see— all the, the baits, the tackle, I mean, everything. And Kevin Van Dam is hawking lures there. But he took that and turned himself into a millionaire. Now, you have to be, I mean, a good fisherman. Not, not everybody could do this. And there's a, a select few that actually reach that status. There's a ton of professional anglers out there. They don't have the dedication, though. They don't have the dedication or the know-how. I mean, everybody wants to be a great angler. But, I mean, if you really think about that, though, if you could take your passion... Fishing. You think I built this lifestyle? I made all of this money off of
4: fishing. Uh-huh. Now that's the, cool. Now the sad part about it is, uh, once Kevin Van Dam decides to, you know, go off into the sunset, that whole thing has just went away. Unless. One of his kids picks up the idea that they want to be like dad Oh well, he'll, and then uh, keep going. Well, who gives a crap? Because, I mean, the guy's rich. He can do whatever he wants. Well, no, my point is is uh, you have a longevity in the sport that you're in as long as you're on top. Mm-hmm. Once you get off from that pinnacle, as you say, uh, you're back down to the average Joe. And, uh, well, he's going to be an average Joe with a
2: fat bank account. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think that would be so cool you know to uh, think that oh man i retired what'd you do i fished yeah. <laughs> you know now, i know there's a lot that goes into it and it, is, it it's extremely hard you miss out on everything you're constantly gone uh and it's kind of a hit or miss you know i mean there there is no job security in fishing there isn't you're as good as the last fish you caught the only job security you have is pre fishing a tournament yeah. You know, uh-huh. and then you have Ken Duke giving you odds to win,
1: <laughs> jerk face.
2: You know, but I mean, I've really been thinking about that. I mean, I was just—did you
4: actually win? Yeah, I won one major tournament. Really, I, but I always placed so well—second, third, fifth. Anything past fifth, you're a, also ran. Now you were uh, competing in the Bass, yeah, circuit. Uh-huh. What, what what did you win? I know that was back in the early '80s. <laughs> yeah, you. Well, what they did is you you won very little cash, but you would win a boat. Did you win a boat? I won two of them. Won two boats, really? Yeah. But I ended up selling them because I needed the cash. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't have the cash. <laughs> All right, so anyways, we are talking about fishing on today's show.
2: I just, I don't know. I'm kind of intrigued by bass fishing. You yeah. Know? It, I just,
4: I'll tell you, it's the a- whole glitz and glamour of it, and people are just really dedicated to bass fishing. Well, let me tell you, you're on the water. It's 105 degrees and about 90% humidity, especially if you're fishing down in Florida, Georgia, Alabama, even in Texas. Okay. And you're out there and uh, you've caught two or three fish. There's a five fish limit. uh, You've got to pick up two more. You've made a thousand casts. You got to make 1200 casts.
2: Okay. Well, think about this way. Uh Okay. Would you rather be doing that? Now that does sound hard or uh, making 11 bucks an hour, um, uh, a roofer. On a, on a felt roof, okay, in Phoenix, Arizona, when it's 130 out. Swing and a hammer. I'd fish. I'd rather be a fisherman. There <laughs> yeah. you go. You can fall right. in the lake and cool off. <laughs> uh, coming up after the break, we're going to have a co-owner once again of Bass, Jerry McKenna, also longtime host of the Fishing Hole, coming up just right after the break. Well, We want to say a special thank you, though, to Outdoor Channel, OutdoorChannel.com forward slash revolution. Also, Ruger, Ruger.com, High Mountain Seasonings, H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com. Also, Cabela's World Foremost Outfitter at Cabela's.com. Also, hop online and check out uh, Adventures of Danby, our webisodes, uh, Facebook.com forward slash adventures of dad and me there you go here is a real yeah, quick well
4: i want to mention to you also you mentioned about the outdoor channel.com forward slash revolution on there are the webisodes episodes as well yeah and so we want you to go to outdoor channels website but do that forward slash revolution and and take a look at old uh, Trav and I and see what we're doing on those webisodes. episodes that's what you got to do there you go all right here's a quick word from mark uh once again we're going to be joining with jerry
2: mckinnis right after break don't go anywhere
0: Outdoor Channel on Fishing. Feel it move. A fish that appears tired and lethargic needs some help. If you simply toss it back in the water, it will likely sink and die. So by moving it back and forth in still water or facing it upstream in the current, we'll get its respiratory system back in operation a lot faster. Wait until you can feel the fish beginning to move on its own before letting it go. Well, there's more fishing action and tips to come. And remember that you can always find great outdoor advice by going to OutdoorChannel.com forward slash
3: Outdoor Channel, the leader in outdoor television for 20 years, has talent you can't see anywhere else. Follow experts like Jim Shockey, Ted Nugent, Michael Waddell, Lee & Tiffany, and more as they take you inside the lifestyle, around the world, and into the tree stands. We're celebrating 20 years of raw television, rugged adventure, and heritage. And it's only on Outdoor Channel, true to the core. Get it today. Call 855-44-OUTDOOR. Kanapali Beach hotel,
1: Maui's Hawaiian hotel.
3: Located in the heart of Maui's premier
4: resort, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel 800 262 8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha.
0: You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav.
3: Showtime!
0: Hear the voice. Hey, if you're
4: just joining old Jim and Trav on The Revolution, you just missed old. What the heck's her name again? Nitwit Peggy the Big Mouth Intern. <laughs> that's that's who <what> she
2: is. You <laughs> didn't. He did, set he did her straight. Yeah, you didn't miss much, Jim schooled her.
4: She did. <laughs> she didn't
2: even know who Ray Scott was. Yeah, I think that's grounds for. But being she knew fired. Jerry McInnes. Yeah. Right now we're being joined by Jerry McInnes, and he is the co-owner of Bass, also longtime host of the Fishing Hole, aired in unbelievable 44 years on ESPN. Uh, Mr. Jerry, how's it going, buddy? It's going
7: fine. You know. For- and I, I got a comment to that 40, 45 years and not another job oh. offer. I don't, I don't know if <laughs> it was good or not.
2: I feel like, I feel like you're the Godfather. We should like kiss your ring or something. <laughs> that is a long time, longest running outdoor show ever. I mean what was hey,
7: guys, as far as we, we have researched that and that's the longest running television show, Period.
2: Yeah, it's been around longer than television. <laughs> yeah.
7: it, you know what? It was on for about three-quarters of the time that television was had even been invented.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> you.
4: God, I'm old, man. Yeah, when you started that show, old uh, Al Linder was just a fingerling. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you've been around, uh, uh, as you said, a heck of a long time. Of course, you you predate uh, Ray Scott, Jimmy Houston, Tony Dean. probably remember those guys, Ron and L Linder. And how about old Homer Circle, who did a lot of writing for Bass Magazine?
7: Well, you know. I I was guiding and and really starting, you know, having no idea where this was going. Yeah. But I was guiding and and actually making my living fishing Mm -hmm. uh, in the mid-50s. And so I doubt if there's very few people (laughs) that – that uh, that are around anymore that were also doing that at that time. So
2: Jerry has had them killed. Yeah. Jerry's <laughs> taken them all out. Yeah. <laughs> now I got a question for you. Make him an offer he can't refuse. Actually, it's not a question. But last year, all right, you on your Facebook page uh, for the 2013 Classic, you you posted photos on Facebook where you're driving across the country and you have the Bassmaster Classic trophy in the back <laughs> yeah. e- in the back end of your truck. I'm serious. Yeah. you're going for like yeah. Tupelo. Mississippi, and you got a picture through your rearview mirror. I'm like, that's the Bashmaster Classic trophy in the back end of Jerry's Tron. This is our fearless <laughs> that, leader. That's
7: right. And, and you, you, boy, you're right on. It was, I, I remember it was just outside of Tupelo, Mississippi. And we brought yeah. it on in here. And you know what? We did the very same thing last week. or I guess it was the week before that. Really? And, and we got caught in the middle of that incredible snowstorm in Birmingham. <laughs> Oh. And we got out. But yeah, you know a lot. is, I don't know if you paid any attention or not, but a lot of people didn't get out for days. Oh yeah. But it was in the back of our. Uh, of, again, was in the back of our our rig, and, <laughs> and it was all covered up, and also didn't didn't hurt anything. But it's not. We we always bring it over here and. and um, shoot some shots in the studio and, you know, promotional stuff for it, so sure. that's how come I... That's what I do. That's what they got <laughs> me for, is I, to move that trophy
2: around. I, I love how you put, like, you know, what's in the back end of my truck is going to change somebody's life forever, but you're
7: <laughs> is just... is that the <laughs> truth? <laughs> it, going, I thought about that. Uh, I didn't this time. I was trying to think about whether I was going to live or not uh, on that trip home a few weeks ago, but I remember before thinking about that, uh, that it would, absolutely make a completely different life for somebody, and they're oh, yeah. sitting right there in the back of the truck.
2: So. Yeah. Now, you got into bass fishing, you know, on the ground level, and you've seen it progress, Mr. Jerry, through the years, and now you see people like Kevin Van Dam, Mike Iconelli, I mean, their household names like Peyton Manning. I mean, it's amazing what this sport has grown into. Where do you see this at in 10, 15 years?
7: I think in, in 10 or 15 years, what's going to happen is – and, and this is happening right now. Yeah. We're going to de- develop ways where everybody can look at this as it's happening live. Mm. And and we're developing that. It's getting closer and closer to that being a, a standard part of our operation. And, and when that happens, then you start attracting more people that aren't just dyed in the wool, Uh, Bass fishermen and tournament fishermen, and and so on. And and I don't know whether you guys have got the experience of this. I I have.
1: Mm -hmm. I've
7: got to see hands-on what's happening in high school. Yeah. And we suddenly have this little minor league system going on. That's not little. Uh, we're, We're talking about millions of kids that six or eight or 10 years ago didn't even wouldn't have even thought about bass fishing or oh, oh, yeah. wear a shirt to high to his classes it says rick clone on the back of it <laughs> exactly uh, yeah really yeah uh, just think about that man that we're we're right in the middle of a pretty exciting time i think and and um, i'm i'm sure it's sure fun being a part of
4: it you bet all right now you've uh you, you've been to a lot of classics and uh, of course you've watched these uh guys grow over the years uh give me a, your top three picks who will be uh at the top of the heap uh, at the end and how about a stringer weight They're on a uh, gunnersville february 21st through the 23rd
7: who, who would be my top three to yeah. uh who do you who do you take that trophy out of the back of my pickup? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know
2: if, if they could catch you.
7: <laughs> my my top three picks probably would be the obvious obvious choices. Um Van Dam, Skeet Reese,
1: mm-hmm.
7: and maybe Ishman Rowe uh-huh. or Iconelli or you know, someone up in there. Mm-hmm. But my heart way down in my heart says Somebody, those guys aren't going to win it. Some other guy is going to win it, uh, and I and I wouldn't know who it. it I wouldn't know who that's going to be. If I was in it, I'd be scared
4: to death. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hey, we've been talking with Jerry McKinnis. He's the co-owner of Bass. And, of course, he had the longest running uh, program on the networks, and it was the fishing hole. That's right. Uh, once again, though, got to go down to the Bassmaster Classic, Lake
2: Gunnersville uh, There in Alabama, it's going to be the 21st through the 23rd. Now, uh, Mr. Jerry, if we want to find out more about you and more about Bass, uh, where do we have to head to online to do that?
7: Well, I, you know, I'd, I'd go to Bassmaster.com. Boy, that's um, that's where all the information is.
2: Huh? Yeah, we can even hop on there and see some articles that you put out. You know, possibly if you want to be a professional angler, you can read all about that. But we want to yep. say a special thank you to Outdoor Channel. How about Ruger, High Mountain Seasonings, and also Cabela's? Coming up after the break, though, we got a former NBA star and current host of Modern Fishing, Jared Jeffries, coming up. He's uh, a tall guy. He's a really tall guy, like 6'11". This guy's huge. <laughs> Uh, but Mr. Jerryman, thank you so much for coming on today. We greatly appreciate it.
7: Uh, man, I, I appreciate you guys calling. I, I, I think it's great that uh, we can get a lot of a lot of the word out about about bass fishing in general, and uh, and I really appreciate it.
0: Outdoor Channel on fishing. Three ingredients for chumming. Chumming requires three simple things fresh or fresh frozen material, a current to carry it, and judicious use. The idea is to create a line of food that draws fish from far away. Toss in too much food over a short period of time, and the fish may hang too far back and simply enjoy a free lunch. And too little chum may not move them at all. So start slowly and gradually increase the chum until you get your desired results. Now, don't go anywhere and make sure you like us on on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash adventures of dad and
3: me. Tuesday nights and outdoor channel is your home for the best big game hunting from every type of trophy, big game.
4: I want to retrieve the beast for you in daylight to the thrill of reality competition. We're just a little competitive around that Turkey camp. I don't see us losing
3: the little brother anyway, to be honest with you. There's only one place for heart-pounding excitement on Tuesdays. Tuesday Night Pursuits, presented by Mossy Oak, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Only on Outdoor Channel. True to the core. Rub your way into mouth-watering
0: meals with High Mountain Seasonings. Look for the Bucking Horse logo in stores today or log on to www.himtnjerky.com for venison,
3: salmon, steaks, and more. The Ruger American Rimfire Rifle combines features of the Ruger American Rifle and innovations of the 10-22 Rimfire Rifle to appeal to all
6: bolt-action enthusiasts. It features a modular stock system that provides comb height options for scope or iron sight use, a power bedding integral bedding block system for outstanding accuracy, a Ruger Marksman adjustable trigger, and a 10-22 style rotary magazine for reliable feeding. The Ruger American Rimfire Rifle, another rugged, reliable firearm from
0: Colorado's Biggest Bucks and Bulls, a book for hunters. www.coloradosbiggestbucksandbulls.com
8: Are they normal? No. No.
0: You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and
8: Trav. From what I've seen and heard, they're anything But, but normal.
0: Now, here's Jim and Trav.
4: Hey, if you're just joining old Jim and Travel the Revolution, you just missed old Jerry McInnes. What a great guy. And uh, he likes to carry around that trophy, doesn't he, Trent? Yeah, I didn't know that he likes to fish. <laughs> didn't know that. All those years watching him.
2: The fishing hole. <laughs> yeah, didn't know that he likes to fish. Jerry McKenna's. Anyways, we are being joined by Jared Jeffries, and he is the host of Modern Fishing. He's on- a tall guy. He's really tall. If I was if I was five foot eleven, he would be taller than me by a foot. But I'm only I'm only five foot eight. So, anyways, gotta check out Modern Fishing uh, Sunday afternoons on Outdoor Channel. That is three thirty p.m. Eastern Time. Mister Jared, you tall, tall man. You, how's it going, buddy? Going
8: real good, guys. How you guys doing? Pretty good. Now, are you you're six foot eleven? No joke. Six foot eleven. Um <laughs> You know what, what happened? What happened was. Growing, I hit a growth
2: spurt at some point. I was about 6'3". <laughs> three. Hit, hit a growth spurt to six eleven. Yeah, you he was a midget at 6'3", and then he he hit, he hit his growth spurt. I hit a growth spurt and I got to five foot eight at like twelve, and that nice. it, it,
4: it kind of ended there. Yeah, right, so did my basketball career. Well, you know out at the uh, at the Golden Moose Awards, uh, of course you uh, you you were up there, and they made a very nice presentation. But I met you at the uh, the reception beforehand, and I thought. Mr. President, what are you doing here?
8: <laughs> I said, I didn't you think know, you were that tall. Yeah, you know, what happens is, it's the perception. <laughs> in a room full of guys, your height, everybody was 5'8". I look way taller, like 7'5 <laughs> in that room. Yeah. Now, all
2: right, so um, you played NBA for quite a while. Now, are you still a scout for the Denver Nuggets?
8: Yeah, um, I work in the front office for the Denver Nuggets. Matter of fact, I'm in Indiana right now with the team. Oh! And then I... And then I break off from here, and I go to some college games. Holy
2: crap. And in between there, he's going to go do some uh, saltwater fishing or something like that. All right, so grew Next. up in Indiana. You're the the man loves saltwater he's fishing. He's in the middle of the country. How do you do that? How did you get addicted to saltwater fishing, buddy?
8: I mean, just fishing my whole life growing up, catching bluegill bass, doing stuff like that. Once really? I moved to Florida, and I caught my first saltwater fish, and I was the bait I was using was the size... Of the bluegill and bass, I was catching. I was <laughs> there you go. There you go. Never thought of it well, that, that way. That just
4: proves that size does matter. <laughs> oh man!
2: Yeah. All right, so let's talk about modern fishing. Okay, such a great show. Going to travel all over the country, uh, do some all really, world. yeah, really exciting adventures. Plus, hand out hand out a bunch of tips. And I think that's really cool because I mean, it's really neat to go to these places, but it's even cooler when you could see people be successful, and then the host is going to teach you what he did to be successful. And that's exactly what you do.
8: Yeah. I think that people always need some kind of role model to look up to. And I think that in a lot of different circles, people would look at fishing shows and look at outdoor shows and they saw people that weren't in their demographic. They saw older people. And in my case being black, now it's a standpoint of, I have that demographic. you know, I have a minority background and then I also have, you know, a younger background. I mean, I just turned 32 years old. Hopefully I can do this for a long time and kind of give another sector to the outdoor world.
2: Yeah. Now, wait a second. You're black. I didn't know
8: yeah, that. I am. I am. You don't even sound tall. <laughs> you off guard. You know, it's kind of funny. At had to go to Moose Awards. I walked in and I was like, "And eh, I'm the only one in here. <laughs>
4: yeah. I bet you thought you were at a meeting you didn't want to be at. <laughs> a bunch of rednecks with guns. <laughs> yeah,
8: well, the good thing is, that's how I grew up. So, it didn't find me that much.
4: Now, well, now, now, now the thing is, uh, you started off fishing saltwater in Florida. Now, the neat part about Florida down there you have got snook you've got tarpon you've got permit down in the keys uh and of course you've got bonefish uh what is your favorite place to go to besides florida
8: um panama i think panama is unbelievable i really do um i've been going to panama now for about eight years it's not that hard to get there to where you go and the kind of fish you catch i mean inshore offshore it's unbelievable. The people down there are really nice. So Panama's probably one of my favorite places to go.
1: Yeah.
4: You know, just talking you today has made us cooler. Yeah, the <laughs> only way we could actually come up to your level
8: though, we'd have to be on a step ladder. Yeah. Well, maybe if you're 5'8", I would say more of like a real ladder. Somebody might not make it all the way up
2: here. I'm just like, I'm at nipple height is what I am. <laughs> all right, so one time, uh, again, we want to mention Modern Fishing with Jared Jeffries. Got to check him out on Outdoor Channel every Sunday afternoon. That is 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, now, let's talk about, run through a couple trips uh, that we can watch you're going to be going on, uh, some things that people can look forward to.
8: I think really one of the coolest ones I did was go to the South Pacific. I went oh, to a wow. country called, I went to this country called Vanuatu. It was my second year down there. Wow. And it's a different kind of fishing. I think people, they see grouper, they see amberjacks, they see tarpon, they see snook, redfish. To get a chance to see the different kind of fish down there, the giant trevallis, the dog tooth tuna, the red bass, the coral trout, it's a kind of fish people haven't really seen maybe in the States and it kind of gives them an experience. To see a part of the world that takes you know twenty hours to get to.
4: Yeah. Now, have you ever caught a bear on Monday?
8: I have not actually. I think that going to Australia because they have everything. What is it? They have nine of the most deadly animals in the world. I'm not <laughs> of that. I don't
1: well, know.
4: when, Je- when Jeff, Jeff Jared Jeffries goes there. He'll be the 10th dangerous animal. (laughs)
8: Yeah, yeah. me, me, Chuck Norris.
2: All-star cast. (laughs) Now, if you had to pick just one place, okay, and it doesn't have to be anywhere special, like just your favorite fishing hole, uh, something like this. could be something from your childhood, all right? Mm -hmm. Where's your favorite place and best memories fishing? Where do they come from?
8: You know what? Um, We had a farm pond about an acre and a half back up in the woods behind our house that our cows used to go to. Yeah. And you could catch bluegill in there all day. And that was my best memory, being about six, seven years old. Yeah. And I walked through there myself, and I would catch bluegill all day. And I thought that that was the coolest thing in the world, to be able to go to this place, sit on the bank, and just catch fish like that.
4: Yeah, actually, he was uh, six foot one when he was. Seven yeah, that's what years I was going to say. He was six foot one. He had a full beard, <laughs>
8: <laughs> a dip, a deep, a, rich and a, voice, and, <laughs> he, and, a, and a mustache. Yeah,
4: and, and he keeps uh, being called Mr. President. <laughs> that's right. All right, we're coming up on an ad
2: break, buddy, to find out more about you, Jeffrey um, or Jared. I'm sorry about that. And modern fishing. Uh, once again, it's on Outdoor Channel Sundays uh, afternoon, three thirty p.m. Where can we find you
8: online? Uh, Uh, ModernFishingTV.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You know, talk to us, communicate with us. How do you like the show? What can we change? What can be better? And we'll do it.
4: That's right. Yeah, we actually did that uh, uh, for us, and and they said close-up shop. Close closed up, man. Anyway, just Google Jared (laughs) Jeffries. He's tall, handsome, quick with a smile.
2: Catching lots of fish. All right, coming up after break, though, we're going to have Brian Tucker on with High Mount Seasonings. He's going to be telling us how to prepare your favorite fish. All right, we want to say a special thank you, though, to Outdoor Channel. OutdoorChannel.com forward slash revolution. How about Ruger? Ruger Ruger.com. High Mount Seasonings. H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com. Also Cabela's, world's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com. Mr. Jared, man, thank you so much uh, for coming on, buddy.
8: No problem at all, guys. I appreciate it.
0: Outdoor channel on fishing. Change monofilament often because once it begins to look dull or feel rough, it's no longer strong. At the very least, cut back that front part of the line to remove the weaker section, then retie the leader, and you're well on your way to successful hookups. And speaking of hookups, make sure you hook up with our Tuesday and Thursday podcasts at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com.
3: For 20 years, Outdoor Channel brings you television you don't just watch, but brings you closer with information you can use. With expert talent you can't find anywhere else. Jim Shockey, Ted Nugent, Lee & Tiffany, Michael Waddell, and more. And now we've got more of what you love with new original series that go outside to get to the heart of what is inside. Outdoor Channel, true to the core. Get it today. Call 855-44-OUTDOOR.
0: When I'm backpacking in the mountains, I like to travel light. That's
2: why I carry Camp Chef's Ready-Made Gourmet Outdoor Meals. These freeze-dried meals cook right in the pouch. Just add water. With menu choices like cheesy lasagna, teriyaki chicken with rice, and more, these meals taste great. And with a shelf life of seven years, they're also perfect as an emergency food supply at home. Look for Camp Chef's Ready-Made Gourmet Meals at a sporting goods store near you or at CampChef.com. Camp chef the way to cook outdoors.
0: Best place to find a Boone & Crockett meal mule deer Colorado of course best place to learn about them Colorado's biggest bucks and bulls call 719-661-4037 I have children listening to this potty talk you're listening to the revolution with Jim and Trav
4: Hey, I'll tell you what, if you are just joining us, yep, this is a revolution with Jim and Trap, and the phone lines are open at 785-846-7647. If he's just joining us, if they are just joining us, the tallest guy in the world, Jared Jeffries, modern fish. And our next president
2: too. Uh how tall is Barack Obama? Jared Jared Jeffries is way taller. Yeah. That guy's six foot eleven. Can you imagine that? He would like open up all new doors. And Brian and wants to know why the heck we talking about the previous <laughs> guest. <laughs> Anyways, anyway, that was, that was Jared Jeffries, man, the NBA star. That was a cool guy. Anyways, we've got Brian Tucker on with High Mount Seasonings right now. Brian, how's it going, buddy? Good. How are you guys? Good. Now are you an NBA fan or not?
5: Uh, sort
2: of. <laughs> good that's answer. A, that's like a, a good way of saying not really. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what it stands for. All right, so let's talk he about high people seasonings. are too tall for
4: them. They're way too
2: tall. Tall people kind of freak me out. So do short people. I kind of fall right in between there. <laughs> Anyways, all right, so let's talk or about that's high mountain the long and the short of it, <laughs> uh, Brian. You guys have some fabulous products. You know, um, we really harvested a lot of deer this past uh, deer and season, and most of them were legal. And we 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 ground them all up. Uh, we made jerky. We made your. I love your snack and sticks. Holy cow! Um, but what are maybe some new products you guys got out on the market? We can talk about, man.
5: Well, some of the new things we got out. when uh, we have our taco seasoning, our fajita seasoning. That's become pretty popular on any sort of wild game, especially on venison. And then we also have our jerky seasoning. Some of our regular favorites are original, our hickory, and our hunter's blend that we now offer in a low sodium, 50% less on the salt. Yeah, have you, that's ever, noticed,
4: nice. have you ever noticed when you uh, when you go to Federal Ammunition's website and you're looking up ammo, they've got little pictures of what you can shoot with each of those. Do you have little pictures on your packages, maybe one for uh, Cape Buffalo and another one for venison and another one for muskox?
5: Well, on some of them we have like a uh, a Hereford bull and a mule deer on
4: there. <laughs> <laughs> you ought to see that cross. That's <laughs> a neat uh, combination. You know,
2: one thing I found though, uh, going back to like some of your seasonings, is uh, we ground up a whole bunch of venison. This year, and that does make great tacos. I mean, you could mix it. I mean, we made lasagna. I mean, you can make a little bit of everything, and your seasonings really just enhance any type of wild game uh, you're preparing. I don't care what you, if you're cooking antelope to deer, elk, if you got elephant, yeah, you know, we're talking about uh, fishing on today's show. I mean, you guys literally have products that will enhance any type of game you're preparing.
5: Absolutely, it's it's one of those. It's been very versatile and. I mean, it's hard to beat. And, well,
4: you know, one time I was cooking some trout. You know, went over to Colorado, caught yeah. a bunch of trout. And frankly, I used some of the spices for venison. Gosh, it really enhanced the flavor of the trout as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just if it's because it says like it's for venison or for, you know, for elk or
5: buffalo, it's not just for those. You can test them out on anything. We highly recommend that. Our Like, for one, our venison rub we have is one I put on pretty much any. You know, I'll put it on a burger. I'll put it on steaks. It's it's good all the way around.
2: That's right. Now, before we go on with this, Brian, man, to find out more about you guys, uh, where do we have to head to online to do that?
5: Online, you can go to our website at highmountainjerky.com. And that's H I M T N J E R K Y.com.
2: Now, when you like make up your own um, and you grind your meat and stuff like that, how much do you make at a time, like pound wise?
5: I'll do a full kit on the summer sausage at oh, least and that's thirty pounds
2: holy crap are you serious now how yeah. how long does it take you to do that um
5: well usually we'll process we'll take a day and we'll cut grind wrap you know let everything cure and then take the next day and see and you know smoke it or cook it so it's it's a Monger process but we'll be doing, you know, not just the one thirty-pound package. We'll be doing anywhere upwards of two, three, four hundred pounds of meat at a time.
2: Holy, Holy cow. cow! But two or three hundred pounds? Just think of the uh, how much that would cost you if you went to the store and bought that, it would cost you thousands of dollars. Yeah. I, I mean, it would, oh, absolutely. I mean, that would be crazy. Holy cow. I, I would like to learn. I would like to just go and watch you guys. I really yeah, I would. would too. I would, you know, too. You well, put
4: on demonstrations or something.
2: Yeah. Do you guys do demonstrations? I know I've watched like some online videos that you guys have on like YouTube, but do you guys ever put on uh, demonstrations? Um, that's
5: something we've thought about doing. We don't necessarily do it, you know, ourselves. We have one guy that, uh, we sponsor, his name is Brad Lockwood, and he has a bunch. He's a home processor, a professional processor, and he's got a lot of good videos, and we have videos featuring him that we sell.
1: Yeah, the
4: hardest part is to get the whole cow in that grinder. <laughs> <laughs> Put the whole herd of in. Watch the horns. <laughs> what do
2: you do with the hide?
4: <laughs> uh, that
2: socks at the end of the day. No, I think that's, oh, man, that much meat. That is so cool. I mean, that is really cool. I mean, that's, that's daunting looking at that much meat. Like, oh, wow. That's a whole car load. That's like
4: a bar full of women on a
2: Friday night. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, you're going to be ground up meat after this. I know. All right, one more time. Come on up on Ad Break, buddy, to find out more about High Mountain Seasonings. Everything that you guys have, man. you got a fine selection of products uh, to enhance any type of wild game or domestic. Doesn't really matter. Um, Where can we find you online?
5: At our website of highmountainjerky.com. H-I-M-T-N. J E R K Y dot com.
4: You bet. Hey, that was old Brian Tucker. That guy old, knows a whole lot about making sausage. He knows a little bit of everything. Coming up after the break, though, uh, we're going to have on uh, Kirk Jeter going to be
2: talking about some fishing. Here is a quick word from Mark. Uh, such a nice guy. We'd like to say a special thank you, though. Uh, to high amount seasonings. Make sure you hop online, Check them out, H I M T N jerky.com. Also Cabela's world's foremost Outfit at Cabela's dot com and outdoor channel. Outdoor channel.com forward slash revolution and ruger at ruger.com. Brian man, thank you so much, buddy. Appreciate you. Yeah, no problem, guys. Anytime. All right, here's Mark. We'll return in just a
0: minute. Outdoor channel on fishing, keeping it fresh. Live bait stays in top condition longer if kept in a well with good circulation. Incoming water is always best, but if that's not possible, use an aerator. Warm water cannot hold as much oxygen as cool, so temperature is critical. And remember, in an aerated, non-circulating system, the water must be changed every few hours to remove waste material that replaces oxygen in the water. So for more fishing know-how, follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash underscore OTN. Do you hear that? That's the sound of your next African safari with Kolobi Safaris. Experience Africa's sights and sounds mingled with true adventure of a big game hunt for the dangerous five or any number of plains game animals. If you've ever dreamed about Africa, then you need to book your trip of a lifetime with Daniel and Doria Dutoy, the purveyors of Kolobi Safaris. Hi, I'm Jim Ferguson. I did, and you should too. Look them up on the web at www. Dot K O L O B E S A F A R I dot Z A. Or call them at 0183-280-7643. Oh, I'm so excited. You are listening to the revolution with Jim and Trav. Yes, loud and clear.
4: Hey, if you're just joining us, you missed old Brian Tucker, man. He knows a lot about making sausage. And the guy that we're going to have on the air next knows a lot about catching fish. Can you imagine that making, like... Three, four hundred pounds of sausage at a time. I can that imagine was, eating that much at one time.
2: Yeah, I could do that too. That would just, oh my gosh, that's a lot of work. Anyways, we are talking about fishing on today's show. Also, sausage. <laughs> I'm being joined by a uh, Kirk Dieter. I don't know why I'm the only one that thought that was amusing. <laughs> Anyways, Kirk Dieter, and he's the writer of Fly Talk. It's a blog for Field and Stream. Uh, Kirk, how's it going, buddy? It's doing
6: great. How's it going with you guys?
2: Pretty good. Now, if we want to find your blog real quick... Um. How do we do that? Just hop on. Uh, where do we go?
6: Well, just go to fieldandstream.com. And we're up every day. We're part of the mix. If you scroll down the page, you'll run into stuff on hunting and fishing. And Fly Talk is one of the segments that you'll see every day. Now, who are you, the guy with the hat or the charming gentleman on the right? Uh, no one's ever called me a charming gentleman, any, ever. so uh, I'd have to be the guy with the hat on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that guy on the right looks shady anyways. Yeah, I, yeah,
8: that's me. <laughs> 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 All
2: right, so let's talk about fly fishing in the wintertime. You can't catch fish in the wintertime, right? Do, how do you go ice fishing with a fly rod?
6: It's hard. You need to use big flies to crack through the ice. <laughs> <laughs> or, or
1: that's else, a good tip.
6: <laughs> you know, I live in Colorado, and, and uh, a lot of our rivers... They're below the tailwaters, the dams. um, Stay open. and In fact, the water temperature is almost the same as it is in the summer.
4: Water comes out
6: of the bottom of the dams, and the fish feed, and you can do a lot of good fishing in the winter.
4: Yeah. Now, where you're at, uh, is there any fishing on that? uh, Was it the North Fork of the South Platte?
6: Yes, there's some fishing on the North Fork. And then, of course, the South Fork of the South Platte flows through Cheeseman, uh, Canyon and Decker's area And that's all tailwater So that's great fishing right there And then I go down to Pueblo, Colorado quite a bit And fish on the Arkansas as well That's one of the best winter tailwaters in the world
2: Okay, so if you're not really having to deal with uh, Water temp changes Because uh, you know when you're going for other species You know in different areas uh, you got to deal with uh, different presentation Different base, stuff like that Sometimes they come become a bit lethargic Sometimes uh, they're a little more amped up Do you have to change your tactics at all? Um, yes. In the wintertime,
6: yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, the number one thing with trout fishing is knowing what the fish are eating. Yeah. So the bugs change, and Different in hatches. the wintertime, it's particularly uh, smart to fish smaller patterns, midges. Is it small, small black stone flies?
1: Mm-hmm.
6: So those are the predominant insects this time of year, and you know, simple small black patterns tend to work best the other thing you have to do is really slow down your approach the fish tend to slow down their metabolism is slowed down yeah. everything just moves a little bit slower than it does in the summertime yeah. and, and if you're an angler who wants to sneak up on fish sight fish all those things you just have to put yourself back a gear And keep that in mind as you fish in the winter specifically.
4: Yeah, now you have an article uh, today on uh, Fly Talk talking about uh, purple and blue flies. Now, the, the stuff that I saw that you're having there, one looks like an ant, but it is the brightest blue I've ever seen in my life.
6: Yeah, you know, what we're talking about there is that as you go deeper in water, the colors on the spectrum dissipate. The reds disappear. They turn into grays. And blues and purples tend to stick around and are more vibrant the deeper you go. So when you're fishing nymph patterns or streamers, those blues and purples pop out, and they can be attractors for fish. So when the fishing's tough, and they work in the winter when the fishing's tough, if you put on something that's blue, now you can turn... A million rocks over in the river, you're not going to see any blue bugs. Mm -hmm. But that just works well in attracting the attention of the fish.
1: Now, you put in
2: your article, uh, they're bogus on top but deadly um, under the surface. uh... (laughs) That's right,
6: because when you're fishing top patterns, you're mimicking a natural hatch, Mm -hmm. right? Well, there are no bright blue mayflies to hatch. So,
4: we want them to be. Uh,
6: there could be. Don't doubt it, be, Kirk. You know, like, and Alice in Wonderland might, might work, but <laughs> <laughs> where I'm from... If, if you've got natural insects that are green or gray or brown, it's best to stick with that. So I think what the point I was making there is some flies are meant to catch fish and some flies are meant to catch fishermen. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we have
4: all the ones to catch fishermen. Yep. Yeah,
6: I do, too. I, I, I admitted in that story that I was a sucker and, and bought a couple dozen of those purple top flies. And they, <laughs> they haven't worked for me yet.
1: There you
4: go. Now, one of the, the patterns, but I, it may be later on in the winter, is uh, like the golden stone fly.
6: Yeah, all the, all the stoneflies, in fact, the dark stonefly this time of year is really good. A small dark stonefly in February and March. And then as things start to st- thaw out those golden stones, you know, the thing with the nymphs is that those, that stage of the insect is in the river for a long, long time.
1: Mm-hmm. So
6: they're in there and the fish just tend to key on what's most active. And so stoneflies are always something that you should have in your fly box.
2: Mm-hmm. Now let's run through a couple articles uh, that you've written of recent. Okay, you got the one that Jim just mentioned, then how to tie, how do you say that, the tenkara flies with quick and
6: easy weight. How do you say that, tenkara? Tenkara, yeah. Tenkara. Yeah. What the heck is that? Best. It's a, it's a Japanese form of fishing, hmm. and it's a long rod, and there's no reel. All it is is the rod or... And the line and the
2: fly. That's kind of like going out like you used to go out with a cane pole. Yeah. You know? Yeah, same yeah, idea. That's, that's yeah, awesome. Same deal. Now I'm not gonna mention any names. Okay. I, you guys probably know who this is. Uh, I'm not Derek Jeter. I know Jim's <laughs> thinking baseball right now. Anyways, um, there is a guy, okay, and he put this book out and he was saying, you know, when he goes fly fishing and everything, uh the finisher is so sensitive that he actually sneaks up on the bank. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Sneaks up he like crawls. And whispers as he as he approaches the banks of the river, and then he stands up slowly, and he's ever so quiet because if you're too loud, um, walking, you're gonna spook the fish off. Now, do you take that same tact,
6: or is that guy just full of crap? No, you know, I think it's it all matters, right? It's- you never get hurt by being stealthy. It, it, it doesn't hurt. The one thing that I worry more about than anything is uh-huh. throwing shadows over the river. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, I've gone scuba diving with the trout in the rivers, uh-huh. and you're able to get real close to them and watch their behavior because they don't know what you are. They've never seen a big bubble-blowing blob like you when you're down there with them. <laughs> so they, they're they easy to study, and the thing that, that puts the fish off fastest and most is shadows overhead.
4: You bet. Hey, We've been talking with uh, Kirk Jeter. This guy knows a heck of a lot about fly fishing. Matter of fact, I wish I knew as much as he does. Nah, you'll never know There he as go. much as Kirk. One more time, to find you online,
2: buddy, and also to um, how often do you update your blogs, man? Where can we find you online?
6: Just go to fieldandstream.com and scroll down the page and look for fly fishing stuff, and you'll bump into us.
2: Cool, Good. man. All right. Well, hey, we're the revolution. We are proudly brought to you by Outdoor Channel. Make sure you hop on, check us out. Outdoorchannel.com forward slash revolution. Also, Ruger. Ruger.com. High Mountain Seasonings, H I M T N Jerky.com, plus Cabela's, world's foremost outfitter, at Cabela's.com. Here is a quick word for Mark. Jim and I will return right after the break. Kirk, man, thank you so much, buddy. Appreciate it.
6: Thank you, guys.
0: Outdoor Channel on fishing, circle hooks. Hook sizes and shapes are critical with all types of bait. Circle hooks, for instance, are popular because they very rarely hook fish in the throat, and their hook-up rate is as good or better than the conventional J hook. Treble hooks are a poor choice for bait fishing since they are easily swallowed and do far more damage than when attached to a lure. And any fish that escapes with a treble hook in the throat is a dead fish. So here's a word from our sponsors. And don't forget that you can now listen to all of our archive shows, plus watch adventures of Dad and Me webisodes by going to outdoorchannel.com forward slash
3: revolution Some of you may also have heard the story of a monster You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav Now, here are the boys
4: Hey, Trev, that was a great show. There was? You know, this is the first I time. I wish we... Mrs. Bunny would have been here, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the first time that I've ever talked with Jerry McInnes. Nice, We've guy. We've seen each other and so forth. Uh, I know he's him. avoided he... you a bunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, 44 years? Yeah, but who do you want to say a special thank you to? Hey, to our 427 affiliate stations, your advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible, like Miss Bunny. Sorry, she's sick. Uh, <laughs> Peggy, the big mouth intern. Also, uh, Mark Paneri, Frank, the sound guy and the people that I'm talking about. Yeah. All right. <laughs> How about Jerry McKennis, Also, Jerry Jeffries,
2: Brian Tucker, and Kurt Jeter. Uh, make sure you get out this weekend. Take some kids with you. Jimbo and I love you. Your local news weather is coming up next. God bless you guys. Peace out. We'll talk next week.